Welcome to The Dreaming. I'm Joe Fulgham. I'm Sasha Smulders. This is The Sandman, Issue 21, Season of Mists, a prologue. A brand new collection, a new storyline. Mm-hmm. Switching off of the single issues that some of them had very little to do with Dream. One of them didn't even have him in it at all. Yeah, it was a nice little change. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was <laughs> right. I love that. That's one of the things I really enjoy about this. That Neil just goes, "Well, time for a little break." Tells yeah. a few little stories and then gets back to it. Yeah. So here we are. This is uh, Season of Mists, a prologue, mm-hmm. uh, and it's exactly that. You still don't exactly know. You you know the main thrust after reading this of where we're going with Season of Mists, mm-hmm. but you still don't know much of the details, right? You don't know what the complications are going to be, so this is a true little prologue. Yeah. Uh, the summary, I actually am now just going to take the summary that is on the cover of the book, which says, in which a family reunion occasions certain personal recriminations, assorted events are set in motion, and a relationship thought long done proves to have much relevance today. Yeah. And it works. And that's exactly what happens in it. And it's great mm-hmm. because it's non-spoilery. Yeah. Right? You can say that describes exactly what happens, but it doesn't really tell you anything about what happens inside because no. it's so vague at the same time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Your prediction for this issue was that Despair would somehow be the villain in the storyline because Desire was kind of in the last one and this mm-hmm. one would be Despair, uh, which is not true. Yeah, I'm wrong. Desire yeah. is still the villain. <laughs> but uh, Despair is in this. Well, Actually, I don't I really think Desire is that villainous. I think maybe Dream is. Well, obviously Dream right is the villain in, <laughs> in what a kind of little fuck boy he is. But <laughs> yeah. Desire is... Also being villainous in that it isn't saying those things that it says to to like help anyone. Oh yeah, no, it's it's totally a jerk. Yeah, for sure. its intentions are not good. I could make you want some. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> half points to that. Yeah. The only notes I have in the cover for 21 are that Dave McKean wanted to switch up the style he was using and really was a little late on these and has a few, there are a few stories of him just scribbling on pieces of paper. It'll be this and that and this together. And the people just going, oh, okay. It sounds like (laughs) it'll be great. And him going, I have no idea what I'm doing. This one is a photo collage. That's the only note that Mm -hmm. I have on what it's made of. Well, it looks like to me, all the statues, like all the figures could be statues in the garden because there's a bunch of statues in the garden. It could Mm -hmm. also be like our players or the people that are affected by the endless. Um, And then the book is Destiny's book and it has the big um, cross Mm -hmm. scratched into it. Now, the outer binding of the book has, has a large cross on it in the comic itself. Oh, yeah. But then this is maybe like a secondary aspect to that where it's Mm. maybe a page will be unwritten within this uh, within this whole story. Yeah, or just a page that we don't want or something. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, I love it. I think you're right. I think it is calling together all of those things from the story within. Walk any path in Destiny's Garden and you will be forced to choose not once but many times. The paths fork and divide. With each step you take through Destiny's Garden, you make a choice, and every choice determines future paths. However, 
at the end of a lifetime of walking, you might look back and see only one path stretching out behind you, or look ahead and see only darkness. Yeah, I love the way that this talks. The Garden of Forking Ways mm -hmm. is, I believe, what his garden is called. And he has a maze yeah. in it. You can see from yeah. above, he does have a maze. Yeah, there's a hedge maze there. And I love the idea of you're making lots of choices, but when you look, it doesn't seem like there have ever been choices. You just see the one path. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is absolutely the way it is. You you think that it was fate, even though there were paths everywhere along there. I also kind of like how it's a garden, and yet it somehow looks desolate. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't even really look like an oasis in the desert. It's everything about it that 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 is. It's not lush, mm -hmm. you know. Any of the any of the plant life on it just doesn't doesn't speak of lushness to me. I kind of have a feeling that it would be presented almost like it was freeze framed. Like if you could do this perfectly, mm -hmm. like everything would almost be CG, so that like even the leaves and the bushes aren't even moving in the wind. Right? It's just like creepily frozen in time. It's mm -hmm. like he's like. And I will place plants here, and they don't move because you know nothing changes there. That's kind of how it is in my head. Okay, that like this is that like you see stuff; it's fallen down. Uh, I don't expect there's anything there. Uh, it's it's only belied by the fact that it looks like he's kicking up dust as he moves. Yeah, but yeah, other than that, I just imagine very like no movement, no no animals, no birds. Hmm. And we never do see his face. No, not He's just fully. this monk mm -hmm. with a with a book chained to his wrist. Right, and we did talk about Destiny. Destiny is a character that precedes this series. He was remember he was a host of one of the horror comics before, mm -hmm. and he'd kind of been taken by Neil and turned into an endless character mm -hmm. rather than just you know a man named Destiny. I believe I can't remember. Mm -hmm. Did he look like this when he was a host? Yeah, yeah, he looked. This is absolutely canon. He had the chained book. He had the, the thing. You couldn't see his face very often. Hmm. And in the next set of panels underneath the, the, those first three about the forking paths, the bit about sometimes you dream about the paths of destiny and speculate to no purpose. Dream about the paths you took and the paths you didn't take. That's kind of a crossover of dreaming and destiny. Yeah. Right? It's So you've got that. And then the next bit says, the Garden of Destiny, you would know it if you saw it. After all, you will wander it until you die. Mm -hmm. Now that's destiny and death. Yeah. And it does say or beyond, uh, which I think basically means most people die and then their destiny's over, but maybe some people beyond. Well, you have a destiny within hell, right? I guess if so. You, yeah. If you end up doing mm. something else, then you, your destiny continues after your death. Yeah. The Sandman Annotations notes that Destiny's Garden may be a reference to the short story The Garden of Forking Paths by Argentine writer Jorge Luis Borges. That's a story apparently on the meditation of time, destiny, and death. Okay. And it's got a whole bunch of extra extrapolations on what it might be. Uh, I don't know if that's true. I have found a link to the text of the short story that's mm -hmm. uh, in full online. It's not that long. And I'll put that in the show notes. And people can just check that out themselves then and, you know, make their own decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't even know if in this comic it's specifically spelled out that that is the name of his garden. Mild spoiler. It is. Okay. The Garden of Forking Paths is Destiny, is the name of... We have uh, Dream has the Dreaming, uh -huh. and Desire has the Threshold, mm -hmm. and Destiny has the Garden of Forking Paths. Whenever you say Forking Paths, it, 
forking i just, I just hear i hear fucking like yeah <laughs> the garden of forking ice holes yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that's funny meanwhile in the distance we see three figures uh who are pulling a string over their heads they're doing something with a string. Mm-hmm. And who could that be? <laughs> yeah, I know. Who Three deals ladies. with destiny? Well, this is a different version of them. Mm-hmm. They are appearing as the gray ladies. They are an incarnation of the triple goddess Hecate. Mm-hmm. And they're also called uh, here the gray that is a Greek myth of three women who only had one eye and one tooth to share among them. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Perseus stole their eye and held it hostage in return for the knowledge of the location of the sea god Proteus. Hmm. But of course, Neil is taking all of that and weaving it all together to be the three in one, the fates, the kindly ones. They they do that in um, Hercules, Disney's Hercules, mm-hmm. the animated one, not the legendary journeys okay. uh, where Hecate has the one eye and it's the three women and they pass the eye back and forth between the three oh. of them. And it's kind of a, it's played for gags mm-hmm. and the one that is like currently see like using their own particular power mm-hmm. has the eye at that moment. And oh. it's really gross and really great. And like, there's a bit where Hades ends up like picking a hair off the eyeball and <laughs> handing it back and trying to be reverent to them, but is also clearly really grossed out by them. Nice. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good movie. And in the bottom right of this page, we get a prophecy. Mm-hmm. A king will forsake his kingdom. Life and death will clash and fray. The oldest battle begins once more. And all these things have their genesis here in your garden. Mm. So I'm going to take these notes. I'm starting up. Uh, I should have done this a long time ago. A document called Unanswered Questions. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first thing I'm adding right now, Sandman number 21, page two, prophecy to Mm. look for. A king will forsake his kingdom. Life and death will clash and fray. The oldest battle begins once more. Any guesses on what any of those mean? What do you think a king will forsake his kingdom? Oh, I think Lucifer is going to dump hell. Um, He's going to forsake it. He's the king of hell and he's going to like, boom. That makes sense. I mean, it's probably one more likely that Dream is going to have to lose the dreaming. But so, okay, so depends on what you mean by forsake. Yeah. Logically, I believe dream will probably lose the dreaming for a period of time. Okay. But whimsically, I think Lucifer is going to bail on hell. He's just going to go. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to start a rock career. (laughs) Rock career. Yeah. Okay. That sounds great. Uh, Life and death will clash and fray. Um, Well, we haven't met life. And there is the prod. The prodigal. Prodigal. The prodigal. The prodigal could be life. Doesn't start with a D, though. I know. Maybe that's why. And there's already a death. And the other ones don't have opposites. Well, life and death will clash and fray. Death is gonna. Mm -hmm. Death is gonna have to fight somebody. Okay. Um, and then the oldest battle begins once more. Well, the oldest battle. What's the oldest battle? I guess it must be a battle the endless have always been fighting because that's the oldest battle. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we'll have to see. Yeah. Next issue. Ooh. The end. Oh, no, it's not the end. All right. But we already know all things have their genesis <laughs> here in your garden. We right. know that because of this issue. Yeah. And we do get an explanation for that, I think, that uh, the reason that they have the genesis in this garden is because he ends up having the meeting. Well, we'll mm-hmm. get to it. Yeah. Nothing begins in this place. This place is beyond beginnings and endings, gray women. 
Hmm, really? Everything has to start somewhere, and here is as good a place as any. Everything created has a beginning, destiny of the endless, as everything created has an end. <laughs> Which is, like, has an end, as in maybe the endless will end since they are something yeah. created, I guess? Well, we know that they have a beginning and an ending, and we know that some are older than the others. Destiny is the oldest. Mm-hmm. And and death will be the last. Mm-hmm. Like she's turning the, the lights out. Yeah, she's turning the lights out and mm-hmm. and cleaning the bar up afterwards. Yeah. So. Hmm. Eba gonda. That'll be the end of the comic. And I love this. Examining his book, he finds the encounter with the three women outlined there in every detail. Reading on, he knows what he must do. So this happened to him, and he was like, I, what? Huh? And then he looked in his book, and it used words to describe it much better. And he was like, oh, I get it now. Mm, I kind of need that for my life. <laughs> yeah, can we please all have that? Crib notes for our lives. Yeah, maybe that's the thing Google's going to add in or something to your smartphone. Yeah, no, AI, or at a certain point, they're just going to be paying attention to our lives so well that I'll be able to be like, wait, so what did that conversation mean? <laughs> I think they were telling you that you're not dating anymore. Oh. Yeah. Destiny has to call a family meeting. Mm-hmm. And we get our credits here again. Neil Gaiman, writer, Mike Dringenberg, penciler, Malcolm Jones III, inker, Steve Olaf, colorist, Todd Klein, letterer, Tom Payer, associate editor, Karen Berger, editor. Mm-hmm. And we get to see a little more of Destiny's place. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this looks like it's it was like kind of traced over some kind of reference photo, right? Like it, it or or parts of it were. It could be a collage of reference photos to to get it. I'm not sure. I don't know how they made it, but it looks cool. Yeah, it looks really nice. He's got what well, looks like either a collection of statues in some areas and mm-hmm. maybe some uh, paintings. He seems big on the statues. That's why I get the feeling of frozen time, right? I almost feel like his statues aren't really the only thing that are stuck. But maybe his stat maybe his statues are barely even statues. They're just a slice of time of something. Interesting. That he keeps stuck around. This is my head cannon. This yeah. is not based on anything and I'm not even spoiling anything. I'll just I'll spoil that I'm not spoiling anything with that. That's my headcanon. What if mm. uh the doctor traveled to Destiny's garden? Okay, we're talking and finds about we're talking about Doctor Who. Yeah, Doctor the Doctor okay. from Doctor Who travels here and finds out this is actually where the weeping angels come from. They're statues from his garden, mm-hmm. and then they catch a ride on the TARDIS. Somehow, he is the one who releases. Oh, them he's from the this reason garden. that they show up, and that they jump I... around time, taking people and changing their lives. And they, yeah, they eat their potential by sending them back in time, mm-hmm. so they eat their destiny. Yeah, they're they're the vermin of Destiny's garden. Yeah, the statue vermin. Mm-hmm. Head cannon accepted. Yeah, he stands in his gallery. And instead of sigils, it seems that he's got paintings of his yeah. family, at least here. Mm-hmm. And is he standing next to a mirror? Because there's a second copy of him over on the right. He must be, yeah. I guess that's a mirror. Why is there no second copy of the painting then? Oh. I'm very confused. And yeah, also, the book is not in the opposite hand. There are two destinies right there. And I've never noticed this until this exact moment. Yeah. Super weird. So uh, I think that might be a thing that Destiny accidentally does because of weirdness. So maybe this is a branching path. One is where he calls her and the other one does not call her. Hmm. And we go down the path where he calls her. 
Is that what's going? Because the other one is not the talking. Book could right? be in the opposite hand. You just all you see is a little shadow of a book. That could be it in the opposite hand. It doesn't feel like a mirror image. Maybe it is. Yeah. In my head, Canon, he's deciding if he should or he shouldn't. Sure. And one of him decides not to, and one of them does call her, and that's the one that happens. That's mm. the one that sticks around. Okay. Again, well, I'm like, just making stuff up. When they come out of their portraits, mm-hmm. maybe that's his portrait, and he's standing in front of it, so he's not in it right now. Except there's no frame. Mm. Yeah, it's very... Curiouser and curiouser. <laughs> and Death shows up first. Mm-hmm. Shows up wearing her civvies. Yeah. Jeans and a... And it looks kind of like a vest. <laughs> yeah. Um... And he's like, what, you're going to wear that? And she's like, you're going to make me wear stuffy clothes. But the clothes she chooses are dope. (laughs) She looks like uh, Helena Bonham Carter. That's just something Helena Bonham Carter would wear to go grocery shopping. Although, you know, again, I got to point out the timeline on this. Helena Bonham Carter looks like what Death would wear. Sure. Next to be called Brother Dream. And (sighs) unlike, (laughs) unlike Death, Dream, this is a thing of his. You, you, I, I remember you hated the way he showed up. All, what do you? How, just go he's ahead dressed and say exactly it. like his portrait. No one else does that. Yeah, he's the only one who does it. He comes out dressed as a fucking pirate. He comes out dressed the way Destiny wants him to be dressed. This is Dream's thing. When people look at him, they see what they want to see. When the Martian Manhunter saw him, he saw the old Martian dream god. Mm -hmm. When the cat goes to the dream world, they see dream cat. When Nada saw dream in hell, he looked more black. Mm -hmm. And so because he's showing up for his brother, he shows up exactly the way his brother wants him to appear. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's basically Destiny's fault that he looks that way. I guess. So be mad at Destiny for like preferring that look? I mean, at some point, Dream must have chosen this outfit. I don't think Destiny just thought this outfit up for him. I think that at some point in the past, Dream chose this outfit. And Destiny was like, that, I like that. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Well, so... Death is not wearing the same outfit that she had in the painting when she does choose one. She chose this outfit. So maybe what it is, is Destiny painted these paintings, said, this is what you should wear. Hmm. And the others were like, meh. And Dream's like, yeah, okay. Because that's what he does. Maybe. He looks the way that you want. Well met, sister. You have dressed formally also, I see. My compliments. Yeah. Yeah. There's no sound there, but the tongue sticking out (laughs) is great. A family meeting, eh, Destiny? You haven't redecorated in the last 300 years, I see. Oh, well, and still wearing basic gray. 300 years, and Dream did mention that the last time they met was when the prodigal announced his intention to leave. The prodigal. Meaning that was 300 years ago. (gasps) A clue. A clue. A clue. Only two of us left to go then, says Despair, and Destiny notes only one of us will be attending this gathering. Wherever the other is, he has made his wishes on the matter perfectly clear. So we also know that the prodigal, the missing endless, is a he, Mm -hmm. and that they wish to not be involved anymore, I guess. And that actually balances the genders out of, of the endless. 
Three and three and a both or yeah. neither. Yeah. Two. Three, three and two. And then we get to meet Delirium. Yeah. Now her painting. She looks like Anna Green Gables. She looks kind of like Anna Green Gables. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we get this a few pages later that Delirium used to be Delight. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure spoiler the painting alert. is her. Well, spoiler for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a couple of pages later. The delirium used to be delight, and I'm pretty sure this painting is her as delight. But when she steps through, that's definitely delirium. <laughs> and she's wearing, she's rocking a fishnets and a, a bodysuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And her hair is all buzzed and orange. She yeah. looks like a friend of mine. Yeah. Often looks. And death being super friendly and chummy. Hey, sis, how you doing? Yeah, they're buddies. Uh, yesterday I did some really bad stuff. I mean, real bad, you know, but today I did some good things. I don't know. You know. Follow me. And uh, the next couple pages, we just get these little sidelines about each of the characters, a little description, Mm -hmm. um, which is nice if this is the first time you're picking up this comic or anything from the Sandman series. Yeah, really, there's some really good nuggets of information built into here. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you really want to take it all in because it's giving you information about characters. But do you want to talk about the... You yeah, just- specifically, uh, what I liked about Desire's write-up is um, is the part near the end, it goes, never a possession, always the possessor. And to me, it kind of points out that they're not an object. Mm-hmm. Like, people desire them, but... Because they are not a possession, they're the possessor. Mm-hmm. It means that they possess you to feel desire. They they're just they're not um, an object. They're well, not objectified. Desire's not about the having. It's the wanting. It's the wanting. Mm-hmm. So you don't get to have desire. Mm-hmm. You desire. Really great little bit in the despair write up that gives you an insight into how her realm works. It is said that scattered through despair's domain are a multitude of tiny windows hanging in the void. Each window looks out onto a different scene, being, in our world, a mirror. Sometimes you will look into a mirror and feel the eyes of despair on you, feel her hook catch and snag on your heart. Yeah. (laughs) Look in that mirror and... And see despair. Yeah. Yeah. Also, she had a call once. And everybody I, died. I love it. I tried to look that up to see if that's a reference to something in the real world, but I don't believe so. I think it's just something Neil has made up. Mm. If they were ever going to make a call for me, mm-hmm. uh, it would only last two years. Okay. Everybody would just get bored and move on with their lives. Oh. Yeah. Okay. They run out of money, basically. <laughs> Cole would just run out of money. And they'd be like, we're going to go get jobs, I guess. Uh, next up, we have Destiny rocking the giant book. And what I find really cool about this is is the idea of him, some people thinking he's blind, but in fact, he is something beyond blindness where he lives in a constant state of seeing. Yeah. He can do nothing but see. That he sees the fine traceries the galaxies make as they spiral through the void. Mm-hmm. That he watches the intricate patterns living things make on their journey through time. Yeah. He just sees it all. He, snail- he sees all the snail trails of the universe. Yeah. And he leaves no footprints and he casts no shadow. Mm-hmm. And in the delirium write-up, her realm is close and can be visited. However, human minds were not made to comprehend her domain, and those few who have made the journey have been incapable of reporting back more than the tiniest fragments. 
The poet Coleridge claimed to have known her intimately, but the man was an inveterate liar, and in this, as in so much, we must doubt his word. Samuel Taylor Coleridge was a lifelong opium addict Mm -hmm. and actually wrote the poem Kubla Khan after a particularly intense opium dream. What's Kubla Khan about? In Xanadu did Kubla Khan a stately pleasure dome erect. Okay. That poem. Okay. That was, uh, he had a, he saw that in an opium dream. Sure. And then wrote it down. Hmm. And then I'm guessing workshopped it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You need to. Write drunk, edit sober. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Well, write in an opium dream. Yeah, it applies. And uh, this is where we get more of an explanation of delirium and who she previously was. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was previously delight. And uh, her eyes are mismatched. And so I guess you could imagine one eye is seen, still sees as delight, and then the other eye sees as delirium, perhaps? Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Hmm. Who knows what delirium sees through her mismatched eyes. Mm-hmm. Now, Dream somehow still in pink. No. Now, Dream, in all pink, somehow <laughs> still manages to look just so broody and emo. Yeah. Yeah. Good job moping, Dream Lord. <laughs> yeah. In this aspect, and we perceive but aspects of the endless as we see the light glinting from one tiny facet of some huge and flawlessly cut precious stone, he is rake thin with skin the color of falling snow. So I love that, that these are anthropomorphic personifications, but we only kind of see like a part of them because they're so huge. Remember in when we were reading Facade, Death saying, I'm there. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though death was in that room talking with Rainy there, death was also all over the world where yeah. people were dying and talking to them at the same time that we see these and we just see like one little facet of it as it turns towards us. Mm-hmm. I, I really love that metaphor in there. Mm-hmm. And there is death. Yeah, we don't need a write up on death because death is pretty honestly who she is. You know. Yeah. You get who she is just by reading the comic. Yeah. I have sent for refreshments. In the meantime, please make yourselves comfortable. Now, this is a seven-sided table, and there Mm -hmm. is an unoccupied seat. Mm -hmm. And it appears that Destiny is not casting a shadow. The chair behind him is. Mm -hmm. And we can't see Desire's two shadows, but they did mention one of them was hazy. Okay. So I'm guessing that's what that is. It looks like there's a little bit of a shadow behind Dream, so he's obviously remembered to cast one this time. (laughs) Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although the shadows are all coming out from the table, I just noticed right now. (laughs) So the table must be the thing that is glowing. That's not how light works. Well, it could be. There has to be a light just over the table because the way the table is lit from the center. Mm -hmm. You can see the light. Well, and it, it has to be from the middle of the table. Because mm-hmm. of the way the light the light is coming off of all of the chairs. Like it's long. Mm-hmm. Like you could even do the math to figure out exactly what angle it's at. So they all get to the uh they get to the table and the um the awkward small talk begins. Well, here we all are. Yes, here we all are. Uh, yes, here we... Um, sometimes I forget what I was going to say. Sometimes I remember things everyone else has forgotten forever and always. Does that ever happen to you? Poor Delirium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she's being inundated with probably completely false 
ideas and then a few like really wise, incredible insights that other people can't possibly have mm. and can't tell the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Just horrible, horrible life. Destiny explains why he called them there. And he basically says, I saw the gray ladies and they were weird and I didn't know what they're talking about. And then I read my book and it made everything clear. And it said that this meeting would happen. Mm -hmm. So I organized this meeting because it had to happen. Yeah. Meanwhile, Delirium creates some butterflies. Yes. She's very proud of them. Yeah. Butterflies. And Destiny's servitors bring in the food. And they look like little flying destinies. They look like little Dementors. Well, except wearing his cut. They're not dark. They're wearing his, they call it basic gray, but it's kind of brown, isn't it? I guess it's gray brown. It looks like a green gray to me in this panel. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the light is, <laughs> doesn't matter. It's kind of odd that they look like destinies and that they're, but they're spectral. They could be spirits that just kind of, but the, the fact that they look kind of like him in his cloak and that he has this whole forking paths thing makes me think that maybe they're just some other aspect of him from some other timeline that, well, it's time for the food to be brought. So obviously that just happened and I did it. Yeah, I think that that makes sense. That checks out. Yeah. yeah, I don't. So maybe he doesn't have servitors. Maybe it's just him having multiple. Because we have again. I saw uh, when he called his sister. We saw two copies of him there. Mm-hmm. When he called Death, there were two destinies. Mm-hmm. Really weird. 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 And then the next shot is just all of their faces next to each other um, mm-hmm. in comparison, and. Uh, Death is the only one who seems to be smiling. Yeah. I don't really know what facial expression despair is making, but it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, despair's eh, thinking of the prodigal, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And Delirium gives us a story about some guy who wanted to kiss her, but she didn't like to be touched, so she did stuff to him, so he saw only colors. Mm -hmm. Real pretty colors, though. I think she basically made somebody go insane. Yeah. So that they're just seeing nothing but colors now. Whoa, that's a full rainbow <laughs> all the way. One time um, I did mushrooms. Uh, not just one time. I did them mul- mush- mushrooms all the times. But one time when I did mushrooms, uh-huh. um, I can make the story short. I took a bunch and then they just weren't kicking in for a long time. And so then I took more and they weren't kicking in. And I was like, dang it, I have to go home and go to bed. Um, and I was kind of upset. And I, I had to leave this party that I was at. And I was like, man, I really th- thought these were going to kick in earlier and they didn't. So I go to leave the party. I put my shoes on. And suddenly as I'm walking out the door, all of the mushrooms happen all at once. Uh-huh. And the entire world turned yellow. <laughs> And like I couldn't, it was like I was in a sensory deprivation. I couldn't see or hear. It was just overwhelming highlight or yellow in the middle of the night. So it's not like there, someone was shining a light in my eyes. It just mm-hmm. all of my senses stopped working. I lay down in the middle of the road. Luckily, it was a cul-de-sac. And my <laughs> friends dragged me out of it. Um, and they helped me get home. I, I, everything just came in all at once. That, that, and it didn't last very long either. It was a very short trip. It was a very short, terrible trip. You should not dose like that, I think. Yeah, no, I was. I made bad decisions. It was yeah. a bad decision night. There are good ways to do mushrooms. Look it up on the internet. The internet <laughs> is your friend. Um, <laughs> that night I did not listen and I did yeah. bad things. But yeah. it was okay. It was fine the next day. It was okay. I survived. I'm here doing a podcast. So Dream is having none of this that Destiny is talking about. 
you are saying that you summoned us here because it is necessary for us to be here at this time. This is foolish. I am currently rebuilding my kingdom. I have duties to attend to, and there is much that must be done. I will leave now. And Destiny says, that will not happen yet. And it doesn't. Yeah. Dream is like, you should have just sent me a text. Jesus. Like, why did you yeah. bring me here? <laughs> why? I survived another meeting that should have been an email. Exactly. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> God. And death tries to make him stay, offering him a grape. What's some lost time? We've got all the time there is because they're endless. I do not want a grape. I could make you want one. Careful, sibling. Oh, desire. And then desire, for no reason at all, decides to kill the butterflies. Yeah, they kind of have a villainous monologue here, and I like yeah. it. I am desire, am I not? That is what I am. That is what I do. I make things want things. Where I touch, things want and need and love. Drawn to their objects of desire, like butterflies to a candle flame. Moths. You mean moths. Butterflies. They're yours now, sister. And the butterflies are drawn to the candle and, and they die. die. The shot where Desire says butterflies is mm. a great Patrick Nagel-esque shot of them. So Patrick Nagel being this uh, 1970s and 80s, I believe, artist. Uh, a lot of their work appeared in Playboy. They did the cover of the Duran Duran album, Rio, mm -hmm. and did women with this very strong line, white with dark outline kind of style, and also had those hazel eyes. Mm -hmm. Very many of them had that color eyes in there, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Just to show off that they can, mm -hmm. they friggin' kill their baby sister's butterflies. Yeah. Just to be like, I'm desire. I can make things want things that lead to their destruction. Mm -hmm. And this is going to come in later because I'm a jerk and I'm going to keep talking like this. Yeah. Yeah. And Delirium talks about something completely different, except again, uh, talking about what she did to some human, I guess. I met this little girl, and she said she thought I was pretty, and she was so nice. So I did something to her, something so she'll always be happy, always be happy forever and ever and ever. We never argued like this when he was here. He would have made a joke or something. The prodigal would make jokes. Yeah, apparently prodigal was a funny guy. Very different from a lot of the other uh, endless Mm -hmm. Yeah, none of these are very funny. I think Desire thinks they're funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, Desire thinks that it's all very hilarious. And then immediately after this, Desire goes and dead names Delirium. Yeah. Isn't that right, Delight? Delight was a long time ago. Oops. Silly me. Then we get Delirium being actually angry. Mm -hmm. Don't laugh at me, Desire. Don't make fun of me. I know what you think about me, but I know things none of you know. I know lots of things, things about us, meaning the, the endless, mm -hmm. things not even he knows. She points at Destiny, who knows everything. I'm calm. God, I'm calm. And of course, death tries to keep the peace. Mm -hmm. Let's just talk. And Dream is like, this is pointless, which brings the target onto him. And Desire pokes the bear. Oh, Desire pokes that bear hard. 
So they decide, hmm, what will be fun at a family gathering to talk about your failed love life? Yeah. And just to poke at it, all the while kind of hovering over this dissection of dreams, mishaps, is that desire had a part in it. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like does bring up the fact that Dream sent Nada to hell for 10,000 years, all because of his petty pride. Yeah. And we get a uh, mention of a few more. Let's see. There was that little one in Greece. What was her name? Carousel? Something like that. That's Calliope. Mm-hmm. And that female on what's that pretty plane with all the twinkly lights? You know where I mean. But what you put her through wasn't pretty at all. We don't know who that is yet, so that's in my unanswered questions file. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I nearly forgot. Do you remember Nada? You dare. And Desire does nothing more but list exactly what Dream did. Oh, yeah. Like, they're not wrong. Yeah. The reason why they're bringing this up is a dick reason. Yeah. Like, they're not doing it because they think Dream did the wrong thing. They're, I think they're kind of pleased that Dream acted that way. They're bringing it up because it hurts him to bring it up. Yeah. Yeah, that's they why. They want and it does. to hurt he, him. It's just like the threat that Dream gave her at the end of a, the doll's house mm-hmm. where he said, you know, there are rules, but if you cross me again. I will fuck your shit up. Yeah. And he gets mad again and destiny shuts him down. Mm-hmm. You will do nothing in this place, my brother. Which is, I think, a reminder that when you're in the realm of one of the Endless, they are powerful there. That is their place. But what if that also means you'll do nothing in this place, as in he will do something in the future in another place. Perhaps. There will be a battle dome, dream versus desire, battle dome fight. You think that's what's going to go a fight? Well, I think that th- something is going to have to come to a head. Oh, okay. And I think that maybe there's a double meaning and you'll do nothing in this place. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's not, you'll never hurt them because the rule says you're not allowed to spill their blood. Mm-hmm. No. You'll do nothing in this, this place, place, my brother. This place. That's pretty specific. Yeah. I, but I think it's also, it's my, my place. House. My house, my rules. You're not doing that here. You're, none of you can do this in my place because I don't allow it. Uh, and I, he's still got like the rage lines around his head. Rage the, halo. The rage halo going on. And then I believe I will go outside, my brother. I do not care for the company here. And he mopes off. He storms off, yeah. Well, what's the matter with him? Do you think it could have been something I said? Shut up, Desire. If you ever want to speak again, shut up. And, shut down. And she does. And they do. They mm-hmm. do shut up. And that look on their face is honest, unlike mm-hmm. all the pretension and smirks and smiles and stuff that we've seen before. And then out on the balcony, Dream is posing. Oh, he's posing so much. Yeah. At one point, there's literally just storm clouds over his head. <laughs> yeah. Like he, you know, he like found that he did that on purpose probably he found the clouds and stood in front of them specifically so that they would be over his head Mm -hmm. when he said no i'm not feeling okay yeah (laughs) ah and again the reason why we love death she just doesn't put up with his shit 
Yeah. Right? Desire was right. And he he gets the rage halo again. Mm-hmm. And then, what? In all capitals. <sighs> this is one of the things I've, I actually noticed as well. Specifically in this one, I haven't looked backwards through the others, but Dream talks in upper and lowercase letters. He'll go all, all capitals when he does emphasis. Mm-hmm. But everybody else does all caps and does boldface for emphasis. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it means about the way he talks. I mean, he's also always in inverse with that weird outline as well. Yeah. So uh, it's cool. Death walks a perfect line here of like empathy mm-hmm. for Dream's feelings. Yes, you got your heart broken. And yes, I think that Desire probably did have something to do with it and does have dirty hands in this whole thing. But also, you a fuck boy and it's your fault and you should feel bad because <laughs> you did a bad thing and stop being a whiny baby. And I love it. Yeah. Oh, she's great. She's great because he gives that like clutch his clutches his hand to his heart and like swoops his finger to point at her. You too, even you turn on me, my sister. And she says, oh, just shut up and let me finish. You can shout at me afterwards. I I love it. That's great. Somebody's trying to shout at you and you're trying to give them some facts. You go, you can shout at me when I'm done, but you're going to let me finish right now. That is a great tactic. And he does. Like the next thing he says is even, it's the tiniest text he said. I would have made her a goddess. Well, maybe she didn't want to be a goddess, little brother. Did you ever consider that? Anyway, condemning her to an eternity in hell just because she turned you down. That's a really shitty thing to do. Okay, I finished. You can shout at me now. And, and to his credit, he doesn't. Right, he he listens to his sister. He listens to death. He doesn't argue, right? And all he's ever done is shout, right, and be offended. How dare you say these true things about me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? And she finally is like, "Let me explain it to you." Mm -hmm. And explains it, and he just goes, "Whoa, whoa, 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 wait!" So I'm I'm the bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) Like he, oh my god, he sent someone to hell for ten thousand years. Yeah, but but he lives forever. So what's ten thousand years? A little fuck boy, right? I know. Anyway, he but, suits up. He puts his hat back on, and he says he's got to get back to business. And, and to his credit, very well. Then my course is clear. Mm-hmm. I had not wished to return to hell. Not yet. Lucifer Morningstar is not one to forgive a slight nor to forget an injury. But if I have committed a wrong, then I have but one course. It must be made right. So again, hate on dream. For doing the wrong. And I do. But at the same time, I I love that once he finally gets from somebody he trusts, you did a wrong thing. He just goes, well, then I'm going to have to fix it. Meanwhile, Nada's like, yo, none of you could have pointed this out like 10,000 fucking years ago. Yeah, come on, death. Jesus. Just let her... (sighs) (laughs) Well, they're the endless... It's complicated, and I think it had to happen this time for probably a bunch of reasons Sure, that the fates could explain if they ever did, but I don't think they ever do. Yeah. Yeah. I love the goodbye. Hey, Dream, my lady, don't do anything stupid. I'm afraid it is too late for that admonition, but I shall do my best. I can do no more. Either I shall bring Nada out of hell 
or I shall see you again soon, my sister. See you for one final time. And she's left standing on the balcony. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Little crocodile tear, and then she heads back in. Yeah, and explains to everybody and uh, says, well, I guess we could talk without him. And Destiny says, nope, that's uh, that's what needed to happen. He's returning to hell. It has begun. And the candle goes out. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So there we go. Season of Mists, a mm-hmm. prologue. So you can kind of guess what's happening throughout this arc. Yeah. At least part of it. Yeah. So where are we going next? Well, Dream is going to, he's got to go back to his place. Mm -hmm. He's got to get some stuff before he can head to hell. Right. We've seen him prep before. Mm -hmm. He's going to have to get his helm probably. Yeah. So he's going to go suit up in in, uh, the dream world. He's probably Mm going to talk to his manservant, whose name I forget. Lucian. Lucian. He's going to chat with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he's going to head to hell. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think? What what are his preparations going to be? Aside from chatting with Lucian and grabbing his stuff. Shit, shower, and shave. Okay. So <laughs> next episode, shit, shower, and shave. We'll have to see. What's the next one called? Oh, you yeah. told me what it's called. Oh, it's just called, the... it's just called chapter one, actually. Chapter the, one. Uh... <laughs> chapter one. Shit, shower, and shave. Yeah, it is. It's, it's... <laughs> it's called shit, shower, and shave. No. It's called Season of Mists, Chapter One. So there's not much of a hint there. Okay, well, I'm unofficially calling it Chapter One, Shit Shower and Shave. Okay. We're going to see how this works out. We will have to see what brand of razor Morpheus uses next episode. Yeah. You've been dreaming of the Sandman, Issue 21, Season of Mists, a prologue. For show notes, visit thedreaming.motivedust.com. Support future episodes at patreon.com slash thedreaming. Like us on Facebook, rate and review us on your favorite podcast app, including Google Play Music and iTunes. Our theme music is Oneri by Kai Engel. Hear more at kaiengel.bandcamp.com. The Dreaming was recorded in Burnaby, British Columbia, Canada, on the unceded territory of the Musqueam, Squamish, Kikate, and tsleil Nations. I'm Joe Fulgham. Thanks for listening. Time to wake up.